Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Today is one of those podcasts that focus on an attribute of God. Those are always the best ones because nothing is more important than loving God, and the only way to love Him more is to enjoy His attributes more. So sit back and worship. There's some sins in the Bible that are described as being worse than other sins. They're a gradation of sins. Some that are more damaging, more scandalous, more problem-causing. Yeah, yeah, I believe there are. But if we made a list of the really, really scandalous ones, I think our list would tend to look a lot different from God's list. Because one sin that would, that's, that's clearly way up near the top of God's list is grumbling. And I doubt that would even make it on most people's list of scandalous sins. I've never heard of a pastor having to resign because he got caught grumbling. Never heard of a politician that his career was ruined because he got caught grumbling. And yet, in the eyes of God, grumbling is one of the especially heinous sins. In number 16, the people of Israel grumbled against the leadership. They grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and God was so infuriated, he killed 14,700 of them. Killed them. For grumbling. And he was going to kill the rest. But Moses and Aaron interceded and prayed and, and asked God to, to relent, and he relented. 14,700 Israelites got the death penalty for grumbling. In 1 Corinthians 10, Paul warns us about four really scandalous sins sexual perversion, idolatry, testing God, and grumbling. God hates grumbling. Now, you do not want to be found to be a grumbler when he comes through that door. Well, how does does all that make you feel about God? Because uh, does it make you feel distant from him? Like, like, Like he's dangerous, threatening judge, and maybe even make you resent him a little bit? Or does it make you love him more? Because... Because every... everything we ever do here is all focused on loving God, right? Um, here's what I would suggest. If you saw this warning about coming judgment through the, through the lenses of, of clear, undistorted glasses, you would love it. You would love it. it would, you would love what you saw. It would make us love him more. It would increase our emotional delight in God. See, it's a bad thing to have a judge that's going to judge you if that judge is against you, he doesn't care about you, he doesn't care about your well-being. But it's a wonderful thing to have a judge who also happens to be your father. A judge who knows right and wrong better than you do, a judge who loves you so much that he won't let you destroy yourself by going the wrong way, that's a wonderful thing. A judge who's promised that all of his judgments, in your case, will profit you, it will benefit you. That's a wonderful thing. Is it scary? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's a little scary to go in and see your dad after you've been disobedient and you're heading off to the woodshed with him. 
Let's just be honest. It's a little scary. But that, but that's a whole lot better than having an absentee father. And it's a whole lot better than having a dad who doesn't even care about you one way or the other. And it's a whole lot better than having a dad that disciplines you out of anger regardless of what's best for you. It's, it's, it's better than having a judge that cares about the law but doesn't care about you. It's a wonderful thing. The goodness and the rightness of the judgments of God are a delight to his people. They always have been. I don't want a wimpy, weak, pathetic God whose warnings can be safely ignored. I don't want a God like that. My soul longs to be awed. I long to be under the authority and the care of someone vastly stronger than me. I want a God like this. Psalm 50, verse 1. The mighty one, God, Yahweh, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and will not be silent. The fire devours before him and around him a tempest rages. He summons the heavens above and the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my consecrated ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice And the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God himself is judge. You say, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he comes with all that fire and all that awesome stuff, won't I be annihilated because of all my sin? Did you see the verse 5? Gather to me my consecrated ones who made a covenant with me by a sacrifice, consecrated. Look at verse 14. Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call upon me, God says, in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you will honor me. The day of trouble is judgment day. But but to the wicked, God says, what right do you have to recite my laws or take my covenant on your lips? See, they can't clean, they can't appeal to God's covenant. We can't. It's not going to be the same for us on judgment day as it will be for the wicked. They're going to be punished to the full extent of what their sins deserve because they can, they can make no appeal to the covenant of God. But it'll be different for us. It'll be different. We have the covenant of God. Those of us who know and love and trust the Lord Jesus Christ will not have to suffer the wrath of God and eternal punishment for, that our sins deserve. Are we going to have to give an account? Yes. Will that be a big deal? Yes. Enough of a big deal that the fear of it should be a powerful motivation for us to walk in obedience. That's what Scripture teaches. But as frightening and as sobering as it is to think about giving an account to a holy God for our disobedience and to receive what is due us for the deeds done in the body, whether good or bad, still, still, we look forward to that day and long for that day more than anything else in the world because the righteous judge is our Lord and Savior and we love Him and we, look to, we long to see Him glorified. Even if his glorification means my sin being dealt with. And so we, we, we love him, we delight in him, we praise him, we fear him, all at the same time. Psalm 96, verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song. Verse 9. Tremble before him, all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is, is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the, the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. They'll sing before the Lord for He comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all the peoples in His truth.
Let's pray. Oh, Lord, teach us to have that kind of joy, that kind of exuberant, joyful anticipation, even for the day that, that, that we'll have to answer for our sins, even for, even for the day that sobers us and we live in, in a certain kind of fear. Give us this kind of joy that sees that and still says, let it happen, let it come, let it come. Because your glory is the highest priority in our hearts. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What a wonderful attribute of God, His justice. As you go through your day today, keep an eye out for as many reasons as you can find to rejoice in the fact that we worship a just God, a God who will make all wrongs right. From the tiniest little unfairness to the world's worst atrocities, spend the whole day noticing them and enjoying the fact that God is a God of perfect justice. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.